everybody, and welcome in for another episode of Vol Club Confidential. I'm your host, Austin Price of VolQuest.com. An exciting show tonight. Tennessee baseball player Jared Dickey will join us. He has got a fascinating story, and we're excited to hear it. But before he joins us, we're going to talk to Spire co-founder and CEO, James Clawson. James, when you kind of see where this basketball season is at as we wrap up the month of February, head towards the month of March, um, what does the Volunteer Club have kind of in store for its members? Yeah, so we're excited about the basketball tournament in Nashville in our home state. Sure. So we'll have a presence in Nashville. So, you know, depending on what day Tennessee plays, just check your emails for updates on that. But, you know, we will follow the Vols as far as they go in the SEC and the NCAA tournaments. Do you think that the fact that you've had these watch parties and you've had some, you know, key members like Kenny Clayton host, you know, watch parties, um, that the the community has kind of grown of all fans that, you know, even if they're not able to make it to the game, to the arena or, or, you know, whatever, that, you know, hey, we can still get together as a almost like an alumni group of, of the Volunteer Club and, and watch these games. Yeah, and, and a big shout out to Kenny Clayton because he's been a elite member and just an awesome friend and um, can't say enough good things about him but yes I think people people have found this as a community and a way to get together and you know everybody shares a common bond because we all love the Vols and um, that's been cool to see something maybe we didn't expect but has been almost a rallying cry for people that want to join because they want they want to be part of the events and the things that we're doing around around games all right in the coming weeks we will preview the big tailgate before the spring game. We'll talk about Spire and, and, and Volunteer Club's role at Tennessee Baseball this spring. All that coming up in the weeks ahead. But speaking of Tennessee Baseball, let's get to our main attraction, Jared Dickey. Jared, you're from Mount Juliet. You, Tennessee guy all the way growing up, or, or is this some of those things where you, you you fell in love with orange the older you got? I kind of fell in love uh, with the orange the older I got. I was a Bama fan my entire life, just simply because my dad had a relationship with uh, with uh, Coach Saban whenever he was recruiting a few players from the uh, the school that he was at. So kind of a Bama fan my whole life. So to recap, we've got Camden Sewell who was a Florida fan growing up, and Jared Dickey who was an Alabama fan growing up. Um, but you morphed, and uh, what what have you learned and, and you know learned to appreciate about Knoxville and Rocky Top the more you've been here? Yeah, I mean, there's really not one specific thing that you can you know just put a dot on, but I mean the fan base is probably the number one thing. Uh, they're always going to be really supportive of you, even when uh, you're not doing the best. They're still gonna they're still gonna be there uh, supporting you, doing uh, stuff like that. But I think one of the biggest things is just like the culture around uh, the entire university and how all the student-athletes have each other's backs. It's, it's pretty cool. When you look at this year's baseball team, and you, you've got a lot of the similar faces, you know, with Beams and Byrne and Dolander and, and, and Camden Sewell and people like that on the pitching staff, but the hitters, you know, few recognizable names, but a lot of new names uh, for fans. Um, do you kind of like that? Because everybody's feeling like, oh, there's going to be a, a, a big fall off with the, with the production as far as, you know, RBIs and home runs and stuff like that. Do you kind of feel like you all are kind of laying low under the radar a little bit? Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, that's actually, that's a question that somebody asked me the other day. Like, y'all, there's no way y'all have the production that you had last year. But little do people know that people people have been swinging it recently. So I'm I'm really excited to see what what they can do this year. Um, but, yeah, I think it's definitely being slept on at the moment. Season's just now getting started, Tennessee, coming back off of that uh, you know, uh, trip out to Arizona last week and back home for a, a lengthy homestand. 
you like playing at home or do you like that road atmosphere when it's kind of us against the world? Yeah, no. I mean, I think the road atmosphere is definitely something special, Like especially last year at Ole Miss. Uh, that was a really special sure. trip. Uh, so, yeah, the, the road's really fun, but, you know, being around Vol Nation and having the Vol fans in the stadium, it's it's a special thing. How would you describe your game? It, for, for fans that, you know, maybe have watched you a little bit but haven't watched you a ton and are going to see you so much more this year, um, how would you describe how you play? Yeah, I just I'd like to think I'm a hard nosed guy, and uh, I'm just going to go out there and compete every single day. Uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, at the plate, uh, I'm not going to strike out much. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to get my job done every time I can. So I, that's how I describe it. I feel like you're always going opposite field, it, and I don't know is is that is is that something you're always intentionally trying to do, or is that just kind of how the, the swing path? I mean, what is that always been the case? Because it, you know, and maybe I'm crazy, but it just feels like you just go like, you know, between you know, you're, you're in an opposite field doubles all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's a lot of it has to do with my approach at the plate. I just try to hit everything up the middle, um, and honestly, I just let it get deep, and a lot of them end up do going to the opposite field. So, when you look at this team, everybody's gonna say, "Well, they're gonna miss the 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 you know the emotion of Drew Gilbert." Who brings that this year? Who's that? Who can? Who's going to be that emotional catalyst? You know, to be honest with you, I don't. I don't think there's going to be one specific guy, um, because yeah, like you said, Drew, he brought a, a lot of emotion. Um, so I don't think we're going to be able to match like what he brought to the table. But I honestly do not think that's a bad thing. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of level-headed guys, and there will be a few guys that bring that emotion, uh, just not to the level that he did. But you still have to deal with the fact that everybody wants to kind of put one on Tennessee because you know that last year's group was such a bunch of you know they were emotional they they talked trash they backed it up um, even if this group doesn't talk as much trash you're dealing with kind of the repercussions of last year so it, it, is that something that you feel like it, it, this team's suited for though because it's never too high never too low I I completely think so um, a lot of the teams are going to have a, a red X by our name whenever we're walking into their stadium or they're walking into ours. So I think, uh, you know, just knowing that people are going to want to beat us more than they want to beat anybody else, uh, they're always going to throw their best punch at us. Take me through playing center field this year. Man, it's uh, it's actually something I'd done before my freshman summer um, in North Carolina. I played it for, I want to say it was about 45 games that we played out there. And it it's kind of, you know, just easy to me now. I don't want to say I don't want to say easy, but I mean it's come easy. Evan, you know, moved transitioned into that catcher role last year so easily and everybody thought that was going to be kind of the path you took when the last season ended. Charlie has really, you know, kind of grown a lot in the off season which has afforded you to be able to go to center field. If if he has to miss, are you the, the natural in line to f- go with a catcher? Yeah, no, I definitely think uh it's a possibility but and you've got a guy like Cal Stark and Ryan Miller who also work their butts off. So um, just having having so many options back there, that's another room that's been slept on is the catcher's room. Uh, and putting in the work every single day with Coach Elander and um, just the things that they do and what they go through, It's uh, I think it's definitely a position that people are sleeping on right now. You, you look at this team, you got – Kyle Booker and some some players that have a lot of potential but haven't been in the starting lineup. Trey Lipscomb was that guy a year ago, and then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, he's getting drafted really high and having you know SEC Player of the Year type season. Um, who's that guy this year? Is it Booker? Is it somebody else? I mean, who who kind of comes out of nowhere for fans? Yeah, I think um, in my personal opinion, it's there's 
three different guys it could be. It could be Booker, it could be Hunter Inslee, or it could be Logan Chambers. Um, they've all been swinging the stick really well. And I, I think they've got a lot of potential to, you know, just have great years. Um, they're all just putting the bat on the ball and making the most of their opportunities that they get. So, What do you enjoy most about the game? You know, it's just it's always been something that takes my head just completely out of the world. So anytime I'm on the field, I just feel like it's, uh, you know, it's just my safe space. I know you're one that is, is kind of battled, you know, um, you know, some, some demons. How much have you grown through all that as you kind of worked your way back as far as the mental headspace? Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think I've grown more than I could have ever imagined. Uh, it was definitely, definitely a rough patch of life there for a little bit, but having the coaching staff there and really one of the biggest people that was there for me was Q, um, and having him back and being able to talk to him anytime about, anything going on they've they've really helped me just grow to be the man that I am today what do you like most about this year's team wow uh, the chemistry in the locker room it's it's pretty good uh, I, I know a lot of people are saying oh there's all these new faces um, they're not gonna really bond that well no uh, <laughs> we're bonding really well uh, the chemistry in the locker room and then we go out on the field and everybody wants to you know be there for everybody else I think the guys on the bench have uh, the guys on the field's backs so it's it's something really special if there's one pitcher on this staff that you wouldn't want to face who is that I mean I know you get a little piece going through scrimmages and stuff but I mean who who is a nightmare for you when you go to the plate in practice it's Andrew Lindsay and I, I really don't even think it's a question because uh, I, ho- I hope beam and uh, Burns and Dolly watch this, but I kind of have their number right now. So, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, a- Andrew Lindsay, he he's got some of the best stuff that I've ever seen. Toughest pitch for you to hit is what? I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. You know, that's I true. I mean, you don't, give, you don't give your secrets away. That, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, one thing you've not done at Tennessee that you want to accomplish, whether it be as a team or an individual. My freshman year was my redshirt year, so I didn't get to travel with the team. So something that I want to do uh, personally is go to Omaha. I want to make that trip. And not only do I want to make that trip, I want to come back home with the hardware. So I think, uh, I think ever since we lost to Notre Dame, um, that's, that's been my motivation. How tough was that last year? I mean, you went through the whole season, you know, basically number one, and all of a sudden, you know, a rough weekend, and they're hot. You know, I mean, the tournament baseball is just like tournament basketball. I mean, it doesn't matter what, you know, Rick and the basketball team's playing like in early February. If they're playing right in March, it, that's what matters. Same thing for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was, it was really tough. Uh, like you said, Notre Dame came in. They were hot. They had a lot of older guys on the team. Um, they were well coached. Uh, so credit to them for that. Uh, but, yeah, they came in at the right time, and we, we kind of got a tough draw. Um, but, yeah, they came in and did what they had to do and moved on. So we, uh, I think we learned a lot from it. And we're gonna we're gonna take that into this year. Everybody talks about Frank and and what he means to the pitching staff. What's Elander mean to to the to the hitters? I can't say enough good things about Coach E. Uh, yeah, I don't even really know where to start because to be honest, he he lets us have our own approach at the plate unless we're going through some stuff, struggling. But um, he's always in the cages. He'll he'll stay in there as long as 
mean, he possibly could until his arm blows out. So yeah, he he's really special to our program and Coach Bonfield as well. They're they're doing the most to help develop us into the best hitters and young men that we can be. You watching? I mean, do you ever get on YouTube and watch old baseball clips? I mean, is it, you know what I mean? Like eighties, nineties, seventies. I mean, like you know, if, if I'm talking, you know, Willie Stargell and and Cecil Fielder and people like that, is that is that something that resonates with you, or you're like, that's just not something I've watched? Yeah, I'm I'm probably not even supposed to say this, but. A lot of the time during classes, I find myself you know, on YouTube watching those. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I, me I too. Exa- when I was in school, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying for sure. What 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 players from you know previous generations did you really enjoy? Have you enjoyed kind of watching clips on? Man, the the person that he, he's not even that he's not even that old, but Chipper Jones has been my guy ever since ever since I've seen him play. I've kind of tried to model my swing exactly after him with the toe tap and everything. So just watching him play and the kind of the fire that he played with, uh, it's, it's something that has always stuck with me. You a Braves fan growing up then? Oh, yeah, I was. You still a Braves fan? Still a Braves fan. Won the World Series a couple of years ago. What was it about Chipper's hitting approach? Because, I mean, he was a switch guy, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know that, that stood out to you besides the toe tap. Every single time I watched him, he went up to the plate aggressive. And he, he actually made a video talking about his approach at the plate and how he would go up and sit certain pitches. And I kind of learned a lot from, you know, just what he was looking at at the pitcher. And the just the charts that they had are obviously very advanced, but – like, like I said, just going up there, sitting certain pitches, and then being aggressive early in the count. Where do you feel like you've got to continue to improve? Where, you know, where's Jared Dickey's game have to get better at? Yeah, I think um, I think I'm in a really good spot right now. But obviously, uh, I, I'd say the thing that I could improve on right now is just staying consistent behind the plate and making sure that I'll be able to get the low pitches behind behind the plate. And then in center field, just making sure that I'm getting the best reads that I can possibly get. Um, like we've, we've had a few days recently um, where the sky has just been completely clear. So just trying to get better reads out there and, uh, yeah. Kind of take the people at home through that because I think, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you just go catch the ball. But, I mean, you've got – gray days where it's real cloudy you've got bright sunny days you've got bright blue days and understanding how the ball comes off the face of an aluminum bat you know and then kind of you know if it's a little more of a line drive more of a pop-up you know the ball carries at Lindsey nelson anyway i mean how, how difficult is that yeah at Lindsey nelson it's extremely difficult um so there will be certain days where there's no clouds in the sky at all and you have no depth perception at all and then there will be days where it's cloudy. Those are the easy days. Um, and then whenever, whenever the sun goes down and the lights are on, there will be like a 35-minute time period where if the ball's hit above the lights, you have no idea where it's at. So there will be people screaming from right field, people screaming from the infield, trying to tell you where it's at. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really tough. And then having to read it off the bat, uh, luckily Coach V has made it very – uh, very easy for us because he is always screaming at the top of his lungs and um, whenever it's hit off the cap and whenever it's hit off the barrel, he's screaming back. Your number, is that one just given to you or is that one that has a little meaning behind it? It's got a lot of meaning behind it. Um, so 17 was the number that my dad wore when he was in high school and whenever he started coaching, um, he, he had wore that number. And then my sister actually wore that number 
throughout high school and then was fortunate enough to wear it um, one of her years in college. So it was something that I wanted to take over. So you did a lot of family tradition there. Yes, sir. Better player, you or your sister? Me. It's not even close. She might have me on the speed. I'm not going to lie. She she was one of the fastest people that I've ever seen. So credit to her on how that. Much, how much – if you love to watch softball, it's just – it's a, it's a faster pace game than baseball. Uh, you know, I mean, like those games go by so much, you know, faster um, than baseball. Baseball's always throwing at first base, and there's always some kind of review anymore. I mean, I get those games seems like they can just kind of come to a halt. Um, how much did you enjoy watching base or softball, and 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 did you you know were you able to pick anything up of it that you could use in your game? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed watching it, especially whenever she got to the college level because it was a lot more competitive yeah. than in high school. Um, but yeah, they, they do a lot of different things. Like obviously they have all the chants and stuff. So those get annoying every once in a while. Uh, but yeah, I think the thing that I watched, uh, my sister do is just give her all every day. And she, like, she was really good at getting reads in the outfield as well. So I took, took some pointers from her on that whenever I was younger. Uh, so I'd say that's the one thing that I learned the most. Yeah. You go to LSU, you go to Arkansas this year. Those 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 are the two biggest road games or road weekends that you're looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've kind of had those circled on my calendar just simply because uh, all the hype around LSU. I um, really want to go in there and just show them what this team is about. Do you think this team is going to win more with singles, doubles, and triples, or are they still going to win with the long ball offensively? I think I think you're going to get more of a combination of both of those this year. Uh, we're still going to hit plenty of long balls, but I think you're also going to get a lot of doubles and you're going to get a lot of triples. There's a lot of speed on the bases as well. When 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 you when the call comes in to steal a base, is that is that exciting to you or you make you nervous? You know, kind of take me through that for you. Oh no, whenever whenever Coach Elena gives a sign, it's it, it kind of lights you up. So uh, you get you get you kind of get those butterflies in your stomach. But yeah, I mean we've practiced it so many times and it just kind of comes naturally. What's most What's something most people don't know about Jared Dickey? Yeah, I know, I, I know uh, Coach V tells us not to really look at Twitter that much, but I happened to get on Twitter after a game that we played, and people were just talking about, ah, oh, Jared Dickey doesn't have the wheels for center. So just to those people out there, I, pr- I promise I've got the wheels, and I'll show them off soon enough. I like it. He's motivated. What, uh, you know, is it, do you, you kind of like that having a chip on your shoulder? Is, is that something you kind of, you almost, you, do you want the doubters? Oh, yeah, I love them. I love it so much. It's uh, it's always been something that's motivated me. Whenever people doubt me, I just, I always prove them wrong. But you're not a big trash talker. It doesn't seem like. Oh no, I'll never talk. Or do trash. you do? Or do you do it in, or kind of quietly where nobody really sees it, but no, you still I'll, do it? I, I'll never talk trash to somebody just because I know the people on the other side have put in a lot of work as well. So credit to them. And if they want to talk to me and trash talk me, then good, good for them. But I'm going to prove them wrong every single time. What one pitcher in the league? Do you kind of relish the chance to go up against? You know, not 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 like I'm ready to you know get a hit off that guy. Just be like, this is a good this is a good challenge to test where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say uh, just reading stuff on Twitter and how he's been doing so far. Paul Skeens from LSU, I think that's the guy that I, I'm I'm craving to get in the box against. All right, let's take uh, kind of a rapid fire approach here. What's in the uh, the old iPad or iPod, iPod? What's what's in the playlist? There's so many good songs in there. Uh, one one that I always listen to before games. It's called "As the World Caves In." Kind of just like a slower song to get to just get everything to neutral. 
And then while I'm doing mobility, there will be like a lot of EDM songs just trying to get me uh, get me hyped up a little bit, get the blood flowing. You big chocolate guy? No, I'm not. At no, all. I uh, kind of. What's your jam for a snack then? Uh, we've got these. We've got these little bars at the field. They're called uh, Z bars, so yeah. like granola bars. Oh, God, they're so good. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. So you're not a chocolate guy, but you like chocolate chip. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> favorite flavor of ice cream? <sighs> Vanilla. Dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would it be? Chipper Jones, Rihanna, and Kate Upton. Thoughts on her performance at the Super Bowl? I thought it was electric. I was I was locked in the entire time. I think uh, I think she had a really good presence as well. Pretty neat how they had her suspended like 150 feet above the ground too. That that was crazy. I I could see her shaking a little bit, but yeah, good good for her. <laughs> I think everybody I think everybody was shaking. Yeah. Um, favorite sport besides baseball? I'm gonna have to go football. Favorite team? Titans. Has that always been that way? It's always been that way. It's been rough some years, but, yeah, I'll always stick with him. Favorite Titan of all time? Honestly, uh, I met Kevin Byard one time, and he was he was one of the best dudes I've ever met, so I'm going to go with him. He left an impact on you. You have a chance to leave an impact on kids signing autographs and stuff after baseball games, going to read at schools for, you know, Dr. Seuss, you know, Read Across America Day, that type of thing. Is that something you kind of like doing because you have a chance to leave an impact too? Yeah, definitely. Um, because you see all the kids on the side – uh, the fence after we play our games, and I just I just think to myself that was me uh, one day, so um, I just always go over there and make sure I sign their stuff and you know just make sure they have a smile on their face. Favorite uniform? The Smoky Grays. Smoky Grays. Mm-hmm. No Sunday cream? No, not at all. The Sunday creams they they do not fit me well. I think uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know if it was Pav or who wore seventeen before Pav, but it is huge. That's fantastic. Best atmosphere as a student? Is it basketball? Is it football? This might be biased, but I, I'd say baseball. Cause well, no, no, I, no, no. As a student, you're a student <laughs> oh, athlete okay, a student. for baseball. All right. All right, for, yeah, for, yeah, for, but you just get to go as a fan to these other ones. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say definitely football, uh, especially that Alabama game being – you know, everybody's right here on top of you. So that was that was a pretty special moment. Would you get down on the field? No, I actually didn't. Uh, I I stayed down, um, you know, field side for about three quarters, and then went up to the box to watch the last uh, last quarter of it. Coach Vitello was out here a few weeks ago, and we talked about you know the team and and you know kind of where this program has been, where it's headed, and stuff. He just seems like he instills so much confidence um, in you all. And it lets you all kind of be. You talked about, you know, Elander kind of letting you, you know, do the, your thing at the plate. You know, each individual is a different individual. Um, kind of feel that way about Coach Fatello? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like I said about Coach Elander, you, there's just not enough good things to say about Coach V. Um, he's, he's always going to have your back on the field, off the field. It could be 2 o'clock at night. And you, if you call him, he'll answer and he'll be there for you. So that's just one thing about him that, you know, it gives us a little extra confidence in everything that he does. Um, obviously, sometimes there will there will be times in your head where you're like, ah, like I, I don't know if I like what he's doing, but he's he's always got a thought process behind what he does. You talk about him being there for you. What teammate do you feel like you could count on? I'm I'm not I'm, I know you can count on more than one, but like who's that one guy in a pinch? You know, if I make the call, he'll make it happen for me. 
Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to go Griffin Merritt. Just he, he and he's new. He is a newbie, but he's also my roomie. Uh, but he hadn't failed me yet, so <laughs> knock on wood, uh, it'll always be him. All right. Well, Griffin Merritt will join us in just a couple of weeks here on Ball Club Confidential as we get into the month of March. Tennessee baseball is underway, homestand underway, and this guy would love to see you out there at Lindsey Nelson watching the baseball balls this spring. Jared, we appreciate you, my man. Thank you very much. We'll be right back.